0: Mishnah So in the previous Mishnah, and the seventh Mishnah, we learned that if a man married a woman who has physical defects, he can divorce her without paying her Ketubah. And if he made the marriage conditional on her not having defects, not even, not even a get is required. This law, however, applies only where the defects existed before the betrothal, the Eru Sin. If they developed after she was betrothed, he must pay the Ketubah. This Mishnah addresses a case in which it is unknown when they developed. If the defects were first found in her when she was still a Na'ara and living in her father's home. Um, that is during the pre, pre, the period of betrothal, and it is not known whether they existed before the betrothal, in which case the husband need not pay the Kutubah, or they developed after the betrothal, in which case he must pay. So when you know, what was the situation here? The law's as follows. <laughs> the father of the Nara needs to bring proof that these defects developed after she was betrayed when his fields flooded, that is, the defects are a result of the husband's bad luck. So since the defect develops after he betrothed her, the husband has only his bad luck to blame and he must bear the loss. He can be compared to a person who has bought a field that was then flooded by heavy rain, it is his misfortune that the field was ruined, and he has no claim against the seller. Similarly, in our case, it is the husband's misfortune that his wife developed defects once they were married, and he remains fully obligated to pay a kutubah. In order to claim the kisubah, the father must prove that the bride did not have the defects until after the betrothal. If he is unable to prove this, the Qusubah is not paid. Since the Qusubah money is in the husband's possession, the father of the bride cannot collect it unless he proves that it is his. This is an application of the rule, Hamasimekhaveru alavaraya, the burden of the proof is on the f- one who he seeks to collect from his fellow. The Mishnah's ruling seems to contradict the rule of Chazakah, though, which states that a personal thing is assumed to remain the same until we know that it has changed. And prior to our case, this rule tells us that since the bride was born without defects, she was still in that state when she was betrayed, and that the defects developed later. So according to the majority opinion in the, in the Mishnah, the first paragraph, a Chazakah of this type even suffices to make the husband pay the G'tubah. So why does our Mishnah rule that the husband need not pay? So the Gemara answers that there is a legal assumption which states that if we do not know when a change occurred, it's presumably occurred in the same domain as the one in which it was discovered. Kan Here it is found, here it was. In the Mishnah's case, this means that since the defects were first found during the period of betrothal, when the bride was still in her father's domain, we must strongly consider the possibility that they were present the entire time that she was in his domain, even before the betrothal. This is enough to weaken the father's claim and to prevent him from taking money out of the husband's possessions. So an interesting interplay there between hamasi Khavera, alaf and Chazakah. So, Niklasa Now, if the defects were first found in her after she entered her husband's domain the husband needs to bring a proof that these defects existed before she was betrothed, and thus his purchase was a mistaken one so the betrothal was made under false pretenses which would mean that it never took effect and he does not owe her ketubah in this case where the defects were Discovered after Nisuin, the burden of proof is on the husband. He must pay unless he can prove that they already existed before the betrothal. Dear Ruby Meir, these are the words of Ruby Meir. So, the legal assumption in the previous that we just went through, um, in, you know, we just mentioned previously works in the father's case here in the father's favour if the defects were discovered when the wife was already in the domain of the husband after Nisuin we assume that they also developed when she was in his domain the husband therefore cannot claim that the defects existed before the betrothal and that the betrothal was made under false pretenses now back to the Mishnah the Chachamim limits the husband's ability to make any claim about physical defects the Chachamim say in which case does this ruling apply that is when can a husband claim that the marriage is invalid because he found that his wife has physical defects he can make such a claim only regarding defects that are hidden parts of the body. Since he would not have been aware of hidden defects, it is up to the bride's family to tell him about them. If they do not do so, he can claim that they tricked her into marrying him. But regarding defects in exposed parts of the body, he cannot claim that he was tricked because he presumably noticed them and still decided to marry her. And if there's a public bathhouse in that city where she lives, he cannot make a claim even regarding hidden defects because he presumably examined her through female relatives that is his female relatives would have seen her defects and told him of them this Mishnah discusses whether or not a man's bodily defects are grounds for divorce so if a man developed physical defects after he married after or we do not. Sorry, we do not force him to divorce his wife, even if she wishes to leave him. So, usually, if something arises in a marriage that most wives would find intolerable, she can insist upon a divorce. This tana, however, holds that a husband's physical defects do not rise to that level because it is assumed that his wife will eventually come to terms with them. So, it goes without saying that if he already had a defect before they married, we do not force him to divorce her since she was aware of it and decided to marry him anyway. So a dissenting view, Amar Rabin Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel said, In what case does this ruling apply? In the case of small defects, in the case of large defects, such as becoming blind in one eye, losing a hand-breaking leg, we do force him to divorce her if she wants because such defects make it difficult for her to live with him. So although the defects developed after they were married, she can still demand a divorce. This Mishnah is not comparable to the previous one, which differentiated between the defects that... De- after the betrothal and those that develops earlier. In that Mishnah where the question was whether the husband must pay the kusubah, it makes a difference when the defects develops because defects that developed after the betrothal resulted from his misfortune and do not free him from the obligation to pay. In our Mishnah, however, where the question is whether the wife can insist upon a divorce, it makes a no difference when his defects develops because the fact is that she finds them intolerable and she cannot continue living with him. Have a great day.